Coming up on the Star Wars Report podcast, Galaxy's Edge updates galore. We've got all kinds of new details and images we're going to talk about, as well as what if Harrison Ford was in Solo, A Star Wars Story? You get a little look at that. This and more on the Star Wars Report podcast. The fusion of fandom and the force. Mm. This is the Star Wars Report podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Star Wars Report podcast. Your host Riley Blanton. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as you find appropriate. Ah, oh, man, we've got um. There's a lot to talk about this week here on the Star Wars Report podcast. The um, the brand new, totally unaffiliated, totally unofficial Star Wars Report podcast um, <laughs> with Mark Rowland. What's going on, Mark? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, pouring a bunch of concrete into this ant's nest and seeing how big the ant's nest <laughs> really is of, of news. Uh, yeah. It looked like a very Con- few topics and wait, then so I got the, into wait, each and was like, wow, there's a lot here. Can we have Hillbilly talk for a second? Um, as a kid who spent some time in Georgia growing up, for us, it was always um, uh, gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. You just dig out the hole, you pour gasoline down into the ant's nest, then you like do a little trail of gasoline on like yeah, 20, yeah. 30 feet we, away. We did that to hornets. Yeah. They, they come out flying out like little, oh, it was and awesome. And then so then, wow, you, and then you light the edge and then the, like the, the trail goes along that like one little, you know, string of gas that you've uh, lit, <laughs> kind of like a giant gas fuse and then it gets to the ant pile and boom. See, Does it Mark, sound like one of those firecrackers going to... <laughs> you would have think, by the way, that would be a Hurlman story to tell, but that's legit something I did as growing up in Georgia. Um... <laughs> Uh, I was cracking a joke. It's funny. We, we talk about it. I'm actually going to plug it early. Um, we just did a whole Rogue Transmission segment talking a little bit about fandom and stuff like that. I like to leave the, some of the drama and stuff out of the main show. Just But if you're interested, we actually dug into sort of the change. You know, I know you guys talked about the whole Windig thing last week. We're not going to get into it in this week's show. But um, we did um, uh, talk about, and I think maybe... It, Maybe it's fallout from Winding. Maybe it's it's just an overall change in Lucasfilm's approach to fan media, uh, which we find ourselves in the center of, and that is um, the, the 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 deleting all the the, the fan media uh, sites off of StarWars.com. So we discussed that in this week's Rogue Transmissions, like a you know a nice ten to twenty minute segment that we always do. It's bonus content for everyone who supports us over at patreoncom Report. How's that for a Which plug, ironically, right? I think this one turned into almost a 30 minute. Like we, we, we had going a while. Thoughts. I have, I, I had thoughts. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts. Well, and I didn't get, I kind of dug into the Windig stuff too, because since I didn't have a chance to last week, but we're not going to do that on this show. If you want to check that out, mm-hmm. go to patreon.com slash Star Wars report. You have any questions at all about supporting us on Patreon or how to support the show, even if uh, Patreon's not a thing, uh, whether it's t-shirts or anything like that. Um, hey, shoot me an email. Uh, just uh, Riley at StarWarsReport.com Riley at StarWarsReport.com It's a great way to get in touch with us um, But yeah, sorry, I did, I do that plug early Well, well um, speaking of t-shirts I oh, mean, I, it's getting colder out right now I And s- you've got something I'm excited for you to talk about uh, Mark, I simply can't stay uh, I've got to go away uh, This <laughs> evening has been very nice But uh, <laughs> no, Yeah, no, actually The uh, the folks over at and, and again, I wanted to toss this mention right at the top of the show the folks over at um, Merchoid 
M-E-R-C-H-O-I-D, Merchoid, sent us one of their uh, Star Wars Ugly Sweater, uh, Star Wars Ugly Sweater Christmas collection. Um, and it's amazing. I actually just Wh- tried one? it on. Which one? I have to know. All right, yeah. So, because there's a whole bunch, and we're going to link to them in the show notes for this week, uh, episode 353, the link will be there. Um, but they sent me, because here's the deal, is like Texas has had this weird, like, week-long freezing rain that just hasn't stopped. Really uh, unheard of weather for Texas. Uh, this time of year. So it's actually kind of nice to have this Christmassy sweater. And they sent me, Mark, <laughs> if you scroll on down towards the very bottom, they have I've got, the, I've got all seven of them up. Yeah, they, it's the Death Star Tauntaun one. Yes! With the, with the, uh, with the three AT-ATs, like, um, reindeer dragging along a Star Destroyer in front of the, nice. the Death Star movie. Nice. Very, so, so I look at these, I've seen the, these popping up for maybe a couple months now. Uh, yeah. I've, I've had my eye set on three. It's hard to pick which three. That Death Star one, the Trench Run, yeah, and the AT-AT AT on Hoth. Like, ah, I am I really stuck stay. between those three. There's something about the AT-AT on Hoth and the Death Star, the blues, really called to me. Like, they feel very, yeah. I don't know. Just they just feel more Christmassy. So anyway, thanks, Merchoid. Uh, appreciate you guys sending that over. Uh, it was it's awesome, and I will definitely be. I'll probably wear that at Thanksgiving, um, or maybe uh, maybe I'll have to wait a little bit longer. But I'll, man, I'll we gotta do like a Star Wars fan meetup where we all wear our ugly sweatshirts. Like that would just be awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, all right, well, let's. Uh, you know what? It's been a busy week as always, Mark. Let's jump straight into. The news. We have something to report. Sir, I have the news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. So, Mark, um, you remember this whole deep fakes thing that came out a while ago? You know, I yeah, isn't that the, the program where they, they take faces and dub them over? I can't remember yeah. the first movie they did that with. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing a viral one of like Nicolas Cage on everything. Right, mm. just for funsies. But yeah, yes. like this got some random dude like wrote a software uh, program where you could just literally take footage and it would use just basic facial recognition software that we have on all of our phones now. Like if you use a new iPhone or anything like that, that thing that unlocks your phone based mm-hmm. on your face. This is literally uses that, maps it on footage, any footage, and then just can will take that and then uh, overlay so- someone's face onto another piece of footage. Um, mm. Of course, absolutely no adult purposes for this at all. Uh, <laughs> like that's the first thing in the internet that always happens. But um, it was only a matter of time, and um, someone did this with like footage from Solo, a Star Wars story, with freaking Harrison Ford. Mark, have you seen this? I did. I, I mean, it, the quality isn't the best, but I think that that's purposeful. I think you can't have a good crisp well, HD quality and have that program work. <laughs> yeah, no, true. It's it doesn't like it's not perfect, but man, it gets like close. It gets an approximation. It really does. It, it gets close enough that I wish it was in HD. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, but what's interesting is that it it does take Alden Ehrenreich's performance and his facial expressions and and the voice obviously but it just overlays harrison ford's face and it blows it uh, some of the shots work really well some of them it's a little herky turkey um it it, it also kind of reminded me why it's just really hard to have recast any of these characters i can't yeah right it just yeah it's one thing about solo that just never fully clicked for me but i knew it wouldn't right there's no way to get around it. He's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, but like yep. seeing it here, like the fire scene where he tosses him the gun and he kind of grins a little bit. 
It's like, so mm-hmm. Mark, if you have it open, it's like at 23 seconds in or so. Um, that one shot is just blows my mind. That little grin, it's just like, it looks like him. And it's a testament to Alan Nern, right? Because he already acts so much like Harrison Ford anyway that yeah. it kind of, it just works pretty well. Jeez. Yeah, it's an, imp- it's an impressive little software and it looks fun. I, look, I should look forward to seeing more of these kind of things. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We'll get more action uh, down the road. I think one of the coolest things, though, is the aspect of, you know, you see it and you do kind of, you see Alden more than Solo. I, I think I finally come to that point where I'm starting to see him as Solo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I never got there, but I only saw it a few times. Maybe if I watched it more. You just rewatched it recently with your family, right? Yeah, yeah. I find the first time getting to watch it with my uh, wife and kids. Actually, my son was the only one that got to watch it with me beforehand. Isn't Katie uh, in May? Katie's a as a Harrison Ford gal, right? She's a, she, she's yeah, a bit fan yeah, of. She likes. So Ford. what did she say? So, yeah, she had was, a hard time board? with that. No, she was no. not on board. Yeah, she, uh, I could that, guess. Was, that was her hard part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, yeah, she has a high bar, man. Like, I mean, yeah. Luke Skywalker didn't even measure up. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that was the same actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not a different one. Um, dude. Oh, man, the Sabic scene, though, is great. I love it. Yeah. They really do do a good job. They capture all the right angles and line them up. I wonder how long they had to scour that footage or if it just, it no, it just took it just, and compiled it's it It's literally automatic, I think, I, as far as I understand. It, like, it's <laughs> just literally machine learning. It's, you know, it's the reason that the robots of the future will come, will, will kill us all, probably. Well, so the only thing I don't like about this, though, is, like, I'm okay mm. with with Alden at this point, and this makes me wish that they hadn't used him again. I'm like, no, quit playing with my emotions. <laughs> I, I need to be on one yeah. side or the other. You know, one thing that red, no- I don't know which pill to take. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that I'll never have to change is this is the Millennium Falcon. So there's that because the Millennium Falcon is its own character and there isn't an actor to play it. And the Millennium Falcon is becoming is, is becoming more and more visible in the latest pictures of the Galaxy's Edge construction. This straight from yeah. Star Wars Underworld, our friends over at Star Wars Underworld. Um, it these pictures, dude, mm-hmm. it is coming along. Like and it looks packed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so, granted, so new, this are, is from really high up, so I'm sure when you get to it, it's going to feel huge. But it looks like there's a lot of stuff packed in a small 14 square acres. Yeah. So it's near map, which is um like a uh, aerial footage. I don't know if it's satellite or if it's um like drone. I think it's got to be I, satellite footage. The way it looks, you think it looks like I it, thought it was drone. I think it's satellite. some of these are some angles, man. Maybe it's both, actually. Well, it's it's like because we've seen the sort of um, there was the the concept map that was released at the special event that they did back in December. Wow, so almost a year ago, or maybe it was more recent. I think it was back in December though, um, mm-hmm. and they had the concept map, and it was in a set of like six trading cars that you could piece together, and you would have the map of the park, and that was the first kind of like full map that we had, and now it's mm-hmm. to the point of construction where you can really kind of see the various spires coming to fruition. The Millennium Falcon is like, you know, a third of the way built. Its full frame is there. It 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 is amazing, and these so these are aerial views from near map. I'm not familiar with them. Um, uh, but, yeah, but this, like, this park aerial looks photography. tall, though. I mean, I think that's one of the things that really jump out to me. Um, I haven't been to Disney World, so it I haven't is. seen all the other attractions and stuff. But this is like 
It's, it's looking very, like we're seeing three, four, five story, maybe even seven story buildings in some oh, spots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a very, it's a very three dimensional. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So near map uh, captures urban U.S. imagery multiple times per year, processes massive amounts of visual data, and uploads up to date aerial maps. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. They have a powerful patented imaging processing technology. Oh, patent pending, huh? So it's now. I, I think the whole going vertical makes the most sense though because think about like uh, 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 Cartoon Land or, or is that Cartoon Land? No. Mm, wait, to- Toy, Toontown? Toy Story Toontown? Land? What are you talking about? No, Mickey's Place. What the heck is that called? Uh, see, dude, we need Aaron Goins around Toontown. here. Toontown. No, it's Toontown. Yeah, okay. it's Toontown. Uh, when you go into Toontown, like they got the like uh, like the Hollywood sign in the background that says Toontown and it's hiding like the next set of hotels on the other side and stuff. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then you go to Cars Land and they well, got the whole uh, so ridges of mountains and stuff. They're hiding the rest of the yes. park. And so going up in that regard well, is they the perfect have to. way to make you well, feel and like so what they're doing bit. for world, uh, for land, sorry, specifically, which is the first one to open, um, and I was just there. Uh, is that out at oh what do you call it? Um, oh my poor brain! I, I just like the Disney fan in me. I'm I'm getting very self conscious about how I'm really bad at Disney terminology because I'm doing a Disney <laughs> podcast now. And so I like Aaron, like literally on, la- on last week's episode of Mouse and Castle, I couldn't remember Kristoff's name from Frozen, and Aaron uh-huh. just wouldn't tell me. He made me Google it on the, <laughs> on the show live. Um, yeah, go listen to that, Travis. Well played, Nelson going. Podcast, well played. Um, <laughs> so, but no, but like, uh, it's like Frontierland. Haha, took me a second. So, like, yeah. Frontierland has the sort of uh, arches and ranges, and that is that disguises and kind of protects that section of Magic Kingdom from seeing the spires and stuff from Star Wars Land because of the way they're nice. building it. Really nice. cool stuff. So, so yeah, you, you really just see all the spires kind of coming in and the construction, and it really does. It's it's the sort of reality of what they've been talking about, which is this is a very immersive, a, a totally immersive, self-sustained land um, and, and area. And you can, it's just like, you can really see it coming in. Construction's coming along really well. This is um, Disneyland. This is photography. So we know, I'm sure it's further along because this one's scheduled to open like full six months before the one in Orlando. So mm. yeah, um, cue that great meme where it shows uh, Star Wars land in the top corner and the rest of the park is the cue for it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's coming. Uh, and I think it's the third picture. You can see the freeway off in the distance yep. there in the top left corner. Like, I think I think that's yeah. going to probably be the hardest thing to hide. Mm-hmm. I, I think they can do it. I totally think that they'll be able to make that happen. But I think, you know, the road sounds and stuff like that, that's going to be your one aspect that they uh they're going to have to try a little harder to kind of mask that and yeah. keep the illusion that you're in a galaxy far, far away. Well, and uh, and, you t- know, and this gets back to the aspect, too, where they were talking about cu- uh, shutting down the Jedi temples and all the parks. And some people were upset. And I'm like, you know, this makes sense, though. Uh, as soon as they said they were going to make it an in-universe feel and that uh, Jedi Mickey and Rebel Pilot Mickey and, and Darth Donald and Darth Goofy, were, you weren't going to see them at the park anymore. Right. When they made that announcement. And they hadn't said where they were going to set Black Spire in the timeline at that point. I was like, well, as soon as they said it, we'll know for sure whether or not we're going to keep the Jedi Academy. And as soon as they set that into the sequel trilogy, I I knew then that the days of the Jedi Academy were going to be up unless Mm -hmm. Rey starts a new Jedi Order. That will be your only way you're going to get it, which would be a brilliant move on Disney's part because then I, you could have the actress's Ray come out and do her thing, have her maybe fight Kylo or do something there. I to me I think that that would be a great position to move forward with. JJ, are you listening? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Huh. 
I, I could see that. Uh, um, because right now it's all it's kind of generic. Where it, if there were a Jedi Order later, it would work because there aren't any specific characters except uh, the villains that come out. It's like Kylo Ren or Vader comes out, depending. So they would have to change the villains. Yeah. Um, and that's the you know we'll we'll see. Oh, but. And I and I get so what you're saying, Mark. And I'm sorry, I, I may have not been listening the best. It happens, right? <laughs> so at least I can admit it. What you're saying, so like the um, some of the in-universe-ish experiences, like the the um, the Padawan training temple thing that they have in say Hollywood Studios right now, is going is going the way of the dodo because it conflicts with the sort of in-universe experience of Galaxy's Edge. They haven't officially stated that, but that's what I feel is the actual reality of it. I think that that's, you know, with the way Disney plays their in-universe aspect. But that's a bad idea. I mean, I don't know if they're doing it or not, but that's a bad idea because that's they there's going to be so much demand and Star Wars is so popular and there's going to be such an influx of people coming to the parks for Star Wars. It's a veritable shame if they don't take advantage of the rest of Hollywood studios like they do now to have all these cool Star Wars experiences that aren't Galaxy's Edge or you can meet Darth Vader or you can meet Kylo Ren or or I mean, obviously, Kylo Ren is in the same is in the same thing. But or you can meet Yoda or or. Huck no, they don't have a Hollywood Studios at Disneyland, though, right? No, they don't. But I mean, they have okay. they have. I mean, California Adventure has some of the same elements. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. like, so in in Disneyland right now, you know, where they do the Jedi Temple Academy thing, it's kind of like in the food court area. It's yeah, over by it's there. Over, so it's not quite it's right in across, the park it's itself. A, right across from Tomorrowland. All the Star Wars stuff is kind of packaged together in a small corner near Tomorrowland, and, and it's yeah. where Star Tours is at land, Disneyland. So, like, if they left it like that and kept it away from the actual rest of the Star Wars land part of the park, That's I could see that working. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking they should do. Because now, is that what they do with Hollywood Studios over at the other park? Is yeah, it, so like, Orlando, off in its own? Orlando, Hollywood Studios has a lot more Star Wars stuff, so they have the Star Tours and Tatooine Traders. It takes up a whole little section of the park on one side and then if you go across the park that's where they have this all the care they i forget the name of it but it's where they have all the art and character meet and greets and models what is it called um but you know what i'm talking about mark it's like the, yeah it, yeah it's but it's actually it's it's uh, on the other side of the park so they have star wars kind of scattered a, a, about a little bit more the launch uh, pad or launch bay or launch something. bay that's the one um yeah so they the, there's there's a bigger Star Wars presence overall at uh, at Hollywood Studios just because they have more room, right? Tatooine mm-hmm. Traders is very much its own. Like it feels like wa- walking into Watto Shop and uh, just with a bunch of Disney toys, um, <laughs> which, but it's still cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, well, and actually, it's a Galaxy's Edge heavy episode. Sorry guys, but not sorry at the same time. Um, Disney Newscast was talking a little bit more detail about a rumor that they have for these ancient folklore monuments. Mar- what is yeah. this, Mark? Oh, this is exciting. Well, th- this gets back to that in-universe feel. Uh, uh, Jason Ward at uh, Making Star Wars uh, reports that a Disneyland source of ours has some really interesting information about a giant statue that's going to be placed inside Galactic Edge in the Disney parks. Uh, the statue features an ancient Ithorian hammerhead on it, he writes. He goes, uh, from what we understand, the statue does, uh, doesn't feature Doc Ondar on it as the statue is supposed to be really old and a monument to Batu, where Star Wars Galaxy Edge takes place. But okay. apparently the 10-foot tall statue will be linked to the character in the lore, and we're assuming that the connection will be something more than both of the characters being a Thorian. With Doc Ondar being the prominent person in Crimson Dawn oh, in yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story, I was trying to place, his like, connection where did I know that should name? be nefarious. So they go on to, to give you more about him. Uh, Doc Ondor was a collector that operated 
operating the Black, Black Spire outpost on the planet Batu. So yeah. he's going to be somebody you're going to interact with there at the park. Um, according to the rumor, he was willing to trade any treasure if the price was right. So that mm. sounds like some a great interactive opportunity for fans. Uh, 10 BBY, he was present on the first light, the yacht operated by Crimson Dawn leader Dryden Voss, while Voss met with Tobias Beckett and Han Solo. Kira, yeah. Voss's top lieutenant wanted to ensure that Doc Ondor was being well attended to. Yeah, um, a little kind and of Easter egg for goes Solo. On. He says he was be able to... Uh, he saw the statue briefly, he made a sketch, and he even saw the Arabesh on it, and he tried to... Uh, Translate it. So he says the Arabic writing translated something like, we wither to bloom. It reminded him of poetry from Efri's Nest Helmet. Uh, Until we reach the last edge, the last opening, the last star, and can go no higher. The mystery is what... uh, is what is the purpose of the poetry? We don't know. Just that there's a little bit of beauty to it. Some people are theorizing we might get a scavenger hunt. Like, that's exciting to me. I think that's what we're leaning more towards. Scavenger hunt type thing. Missions that you can accomplish. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what they talked about with the Falcon ride. You know, like, mm -hmm. they were going to make it where, you know, five, six people could all pilot the ship. And then they're like, well, what if, you know, what if everybody gets on there and Mark decides to be a bonehead and he doesn't do his job and the ship crashes? Like, because they're talking about it's going to follow you. So if you I, crash the Falcon, now, now you've is, got to pave tariffs and stuff. Like, can, I, can I just say, Mark, this is so fun. Like, listen, dude here, just so that we're not walking by anything that you just read, because I know it, if you guys zoned out for a second, because um, I know that was a lot that we were reading from the article, but like this, the dude, uh, Ward, literally translating Arabesh to figure out what this poetry might mean as far as cool missions you can unlock in a Star Wars um in a, in a Star Wars park at Disney, like mm. this is an amazing world we live in. I'm and the fact that like we're the, like I remember the character like Doc Ondar is like I remember that name come somewhere you know. But this guy that you know he's a character in Galaxy's Edge, but they referenced him in Solo. He's in the background of the Crimson Dawn stuff. Like I am absolutely thrilled. Well, um, and they're talking about him being willing to trade any treasure if the price was right. Now, yeah. now imagine if each of those locations in the poem are, say, like, you know, you lift up a panel and there's a little item. You grab the item, yeah. you close the panel. What you don't know is when you close the panel, another item automatically drops down for the next person. You yeah. take that item, you go to dock, and you trade it for something. Mm. Like yeah. I, to me, I think that this Dude. is a, not just fun, but when I go to Disneyland, my friends that go to Disneyland like yearly give us uh, scavenger hunts, mm-hmm. and that is some of the funnest right? that we have is 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 getting these things, getting the pictures of things. Like if they do a, a scavenger hunt in Black Spire, I will be I, beside I, myself with. That's glee. what I think, based on what he's saying here. That's what it sounds like. I'm I'm a thousand percent in. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I can't it's wait. definitely hey. exciting. And then you, you take that and compile that with the photos that we're just seeing. How can you not get excited for this? Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, wait, that's right. The giant Q line. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Hey, uh, happy birthday, John Favreau. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's, you know, we've seen that, that first promo image from The Mandalorian. A warrior's tale set after the fall of the Empire and the rise of the First Order. But... On his in personal Instagram account, he's given us a few more glimpses of the set, including a special set visit from one George Lucas. Mm. Man, he's also yeah. I, I noticed he was the light guy in that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, had him control the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I'm like, why the- is George camera 
taking a picture of the tabletop. And then I realized, oh, he's lighting them up. I don't, it must be a dark room. I'm pretty... Maybe is it is that really is is George Lucas using his because by the way that's peak level basic if you use one phone's flashlight to illuminate so that you can take a picture like and I've seen that before but I typically associate that behavior with well not George Lucas who's like seventy something years old <laughs> yeah I mean because like at him, though. I, he I looks, mean, he's taking a photo of anything he's just getting the bottom of that bottle <laughs> there's a picture it's not listed here on the starwars.com piece but there's also a picture of him John Favreau and Dave Filoni all hanging out and I just yeah, like yeah. I actually may have um uh, in, yeah, involuntarily squealed a little bit <laughs> in my in, in my heart of hearts when I saw that. But look at the dude. Look at this. I just miss George Lucas. Look at that little, little sand. He looks surprised that the picture is taken, though, <laughs> right? He's like, oh, 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 God, there's a picture. Right, let he's, me get the lighting. I, I was going to take a selfie. Why, why do we have why, to have a professional photographer? Um, he. Uh, Favreau has also posted that picture of the, the ice cream thing like the Wilrow Hood ice cream bucket mm-hmm. it's probably like a little easter egg from the background of a set looks really cool oh, yeah. uh, and he posted a full picture of that sweet sweet rifle thing um, yeah dude. Bruce and I were talking about that last week man that oh, thing so we, we think you know and, and since it's, you're looking at it for the first time yeah. I'm convinced that it telescopes uh, the whole barrel, I think the barrel shrinks up because that is a long Dude, yeah. rifle. I could see that because, like, and that's that's a reference to the holiday special weapon, right? Uh, yep, that's, that's yep, the one that's Boba Fett's Look rifle. Look at me, yep. I know things. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love the look, the design. And the speaking of things that you know, though, and keeping in line with the uh, talks of the Falcon, did you know that they retcon the Millennium Falcon in the Solo story? You know, I saw some headlines about that this week, but um, uh, I saw the word retcon and I ignored it because. <laughs> Because you know me, Mark. <laughs> that's like typically that's my thing. But See, I thought I thought you had been like, me, well, yeah, I had a, it had a whole what fun needed, mandible. What needed retconning in Solo a Star Wars story? <laughs> Well, so, some would say that there was no life pod, but I say watch the movie, you'll see. No, <laughs> but no, that's that's just it though. They fix something by making you watch the movie. Uh, when you watch A New Hope and you watch, you know, you came in that hunk of junk. Yeah, it's parked on three landing gear. Okay, come to Empire Strikes Back, Uh-oh. and we show up at mm-hmm. Lando's establishment oh, on Bespin, up in the glorious Cloud City. It's got like five or six. Well, what the so, what in the hot ham sandwich? So the big main reason is the actual uh, Falcon design. It was so big that they had to add more stuff to it to make sure it wouldn't tip over. Oh. But so what they did was when Han is flying the Falcon and he's flying through the Maw and he crash lands on that one asteroid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that's remember. where they lose two or, and or three of the the landing gear. They're left with uh. three, which you see in A New Hope. That by the time we get to Empire Strikes Back. Han has finally fixed those other ones, and it's now finally. Well, thank God. Sorry, I, I about. <laughs> I want to be. You're holding your I want to be so. I want to be so sarcastic, but I'm not going to. It's actually, you know, it's cool. It's cool that they paid that level of attention to detail. It's cool that some people care that much. Is what I'm saying. It's worth a lot to me. As you wish. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Boba's Bounty. Each week we talk about something we experienced, did, watched, or listened to. Something that has informed or changed our Star Wars fandom lives. <clears throat> Star Wars fandom lives. Take two. I had to... Ran out of breath there. Um, Mark, my friend, what has been going on in your Star Wars world this week? 
Well, well, you know, the most the most current and above me kind of thing yes. is I finally got my solo Star Wars story poster up above me. And I forgot I did it. I put it up and was just completely forgot about it. But the other exciting one was mm. that uh, my boys in my Cubs, my Cub Scout, my boys in my Boy Scout troop mm-hmm. uh, have created a varsity patrol for the star and above kids, the, the older boys. And they had to come up with a new logo. And my son, of course, you know, threw out there, you know, like, we should be Imperials. Because, you know, we're, they're yeah. rebels. Yeah. And so they all started kicking that around. They liked the idea. And I said, you know, you know, you guys should be, because we live in the Rogue uh, area, you know, mm-hmm. Grants Pass, Rogue yep, River, yep. all that. So you guys should be the Rogue Imperials. Oh, we like that. And I go, you guys know what a Rogue Imperial is, right? Yeah, yeah it's like, Versio, right? It's a rebel. No, <laughs> 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 so, the, the best part is the day I said that, and they're all like, oh, that's great. Somebody had taken the resistance trailer that it came out mm-hmm. that said meet the pilots mm-hmm. and it yeah. showed us uh, I want to say Biff but I know that's not his name it's Steve Stanton's character Biff Tamsin uh, it, it um, is Biff right I don't know <laughs> Oh okay that's why I immediately was thinking Tannen too so I'm like I can't be right uh, but anyway, uh, Stan's character, the Imperial pilot, yeah. got a great helmet. So anyway, I, I've shared it into the show notes here for you to see, and I'll put it oh, on the show notes okay. itself. Let me take a look here. Their actual Rebel crest Ooh. right now for their Rebel patrol is the Rebel logo, yeah. and they've got the Stormtrooper bucket uh, with the skull and crossbones. That's the Rebel patrol one. Now, this one is the Imperial cog with the new Imperial pilot's helmet yeah. with two bones underneath. It's like, oh! Oh, this was made dude, for you guys. So, sexy. I mean, it was unanimous. They were all like, "Now we're going rogue Imperials." <laughs> well, and I love so you have this, this the the helmet and crossbones, but the front of the helmet is painted like a skull. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Let's let's yeah. be honest. That's that, that, and that's Stanton's character's uh, helmet, straight uh, up from Resistance. Oh wait, really? So, uh, yes, I, yeah, it's brilliant. Hey, Mark, confession, real quick. I haven't I haven't seen Resistance, so. I wouldn't That's know. okay. Don't tell I've anybody. Only, I've only watched the hour one. I've got another one it's, on there that I haven't caught yet. But I think I'm, I think I'm excited legit, for. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna wait and binge it. Pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and just binge it all at once. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm kind of thinking. I'm thinking that Star Wars definitely fits that realm. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to the Disney streaming service right? for that alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so for my Boba's bounty this week. Um, uh, I wanted to tell a story from from uh, since the last time I've been on um, at New York Comic Con. I had a fun Star Wars experience that is related to the show, and that is that good friend of the show and a uh, fine patron supporter of us, and he's been around for years and years. Met him way back in uh, uh, at at some of the Disney meetups at Disney World that that we that we'd go down to. Um, uh, Joe Dallas and uh, he was up in New York at the same time and so and it shot us a message because of the mouse and castle pins that we were giving out and nice. so um, he swung by so I told him like there was um, uh, there's this meetup uh, at uh, the beer authority right in Manhattan well, it's like you know half a mile from the convention center and it happens every year and it's always like um, how do I describe it's What's funny is that now that I'm kind of outside of fan media or like I'm not really doing podcasting as much, right? And I'm I'm still going what's funny is I'm still going to conventions and stuff, but I'm just not as plugged into that world anymore now that I'm military mm. and I have like a real job and stuff. We've talked yeah. about this. But um but so so part of this is that we've gone every year. It's like it's this kind of Hoity toity is the wrong word, but it's this it's this media fan meetup thing. It started it's really cool. It started with um the Del Rey peeps 
Uh, and it kind of mm-hmm. grew from there. It used to be a smaller, more intimate gathering, but now it's sort of just like the Del Rey peeps, uh, some Lucasfilm personality types, and then a bunch of fan site types and their friends and stuff. And everybody gathers and, you know, mills around and talks to each other and catches up and schmoozes and talks. And right. It's, it's just one of those things. It's great. It's a great time. Usually great people there. It's kind of uh, funny. I, I had to explain what it was to Aaron's friend John, who was there, and he had no idea who it was. So I was like pointing out, like, so that's so and so from Lucasfilm. That's why they're important. That's why everyone's surrounding <laughs> them, talking to him right now. <laughs> just like as you can see over there. That's you know. I was just like explaining the sort of like nature right. of Star Wars media types. Um, is that is that star explaining? Is right kind of. <laughs> um, but uh, so so but in the midst of this, uh, kind of part way through. Um, I'm just sitting at the table across from Aaron, just chilling, having a good time, not really talking about uh, much. I'm not, I'm not really sh- there to, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, I'm not there to like, um, or what's, what's the word? There's like a professional word, uh, network. I'm not there to network or anything. I'm just hanging out with Aaron and talking and stuff like that. And, and kind of, being irreverent like I'm always and um, Joe comes and what proceeds is is Joe says Joe says hi Joe Joe I know you're listening to uh, you're awesome he got hey, the mouse and castle pin I gave it to him and then he caught up he bought he bought me and Bethany drinks it was great he was super nice but he also engaged and had and we talked about the show right we were just catching up talking about like Star Wars report and stuff like that but uh, li- Joe God bless you you've listened for years and and and, is, and and really enjoys the show and he told us and he told us that much and it was really gratifying what was funnier to me was Aaron's face who was sitting next to Joe the whole time as the conversation was hijacked away from anything Aaron wanted to talk about and we got to talk about me and my podcast with Joe for like 15 or 20 minutes and it was the best thing oh. ever because <laughs> <laughs> Aaron was like legit just getting like hey can we stop talking about stop talking about Riley and his podcast <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious Joe you're the best I really appreciate you and honestly side note some some live stuff had happened that day and the day before so actually just have Joe having you come up and like just talking about the show and how much you enjoyed it it was like a real legit ego boost that I needed I'm not gonna not even gonna lie it was a very nice he was very nice very complimentary of everything we've done here and 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 I really really appreciated it so um that was <clears throat> always a great time um as always uh so thanks and, for and the that fact me. that you've been listening from the beginning and are still listening like yeah we're, we haven't screwed it up with riley gone uh yeah no he's, he's stuck around and everything too so it's great um so uh that's gonna oh, dude I, are we am i forgetting anything are we done is that a show i i think i, I think, think we're uh, that's we're spinning a- around like a cyclone here uh-huh. <laughs> dude yeah another um episode of the stars report podcast is in the can uh thanks for listening guys as always please we uh need your support and uh, spread the word about the show two way two best ways to do it, to do that are one itunes make sure you subscribe and rate and review us there it's really easy especially if you use the apple podcast app you just go right in and you can leave a rating and review right from the app that you're listening to the podcast on it makes it super 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 easy um, and then, uh, then the other way to do it is support us over at Patreon, like uh, like Joe does. Every week, we like to release Rogue Transmissions. It's bonus content for everyone who supports the show, um, and uh, it's a great way to stay in touch with us there. And we have a really fun Star, uh, Star Wars Report patron 
Facebook chat that we keep going and are always talking about this kind of fun stuff. So if you want to check out this week's discussion on kind of fan media and Lucasfilm and kind of where things are going, you can check out that discussion at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Star Wars Report. And also they have a, the Patreon app. If you're Especially if you are a patron and you haven't downloaded that app, do it. It's a really easy way to just uh, keep in touch with us and listen to the bonus content right there on the app. It makes it super super easy to do uh stay in touch with us on social media uh follow us uh facebook.com slash star wars report and of course at star wars report on twitter uh to go to itunes and leave us a rating review just go to star slash itunes and then finally email us star report at gmail.com your thoughts on anything we've discussed we always love to loop in listener feedback so do it star wars report at gmail.com and then uh, uh mr mark hurlman he can be found mm-hmm. over at Illogical Rogue Two on Twitter. I know you're pretty True active story. over there, as well as Instagram. And look him up, Mark Herman on Facebook. He's re- Mark's really active on Facebook too, so that's a really good way to stay in touch with him. Uh, just not the PlayStation Network because mm-hmm. his son's hijacked it. And so if you're playing Fortnite and you see Illogical Rogue Two, kill him because yeah. he's getting cocky, right? Did I get it? <laughs> he's man, yeah. I'm he's, covering oh, it for you. I'm covering last night, like 30 minutes late. <laughs> I love how long this bit's gone on. <laughs> It's been like three months of this. You've got to get your you got to get your PlayStation Network back, dude. Um, uh, and then also, of course, follow me. The best place to do it is on Instagram at the Riley Guy on Instagram. I'm posting on my stories there. I'm posting uh, there regularly on you know all kinds of stuff. Um, and then uh, Snapchat as well at the Riley Guy, R I L E Y, the R I L E Y Riley Guy. Um, and, uh, and 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 you know what? You can follow me on Twitter. Why not? Uh, I do post there from time to time. Uh, that's a good way. And I'll do one last little plug because we've been we've been talking about it. We've had a great time. It's been uh, plugging along. If you haven't checked out the Mouse and Castle podcast, listen to me and Aaron talk all things Disney, the Disney parks. I just got back from a trip to Disneyland, and I recounted that entire process and all the highlights of experiencing fall at Disneyland uh, on the Mouse and Castle podcast. It's this week's episode. Go check it out. Mouse and Castle podcast. Dot com or wherever you get podcasts. It's it's magical. It is magical. Alright, uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Star Wars Report podcast. We appreciate you. Love you to death. And uh, listen, we'll be back enjoying Star Wars because that's what we do here at the Star Wars Report. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for riding Star Wars. Hashtag to the bloody end. Bye bye. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, look, that was a salt. That was a live to hard drive show, my friend. It's been a while with all the That's audio good. and everything. I got like um, I got the <laughs> the little teeny mixer with me this week. I just I was just feeling it. I knew I wouldn't really want have time to edit, so I was like. I'm taking the mixer, I'm loading up the audio clips, I'm live to hard drive.